Welcome to episode 10 of the Larry and Joe Cybersecurity 101 podcast. Very excited to have Dimitri Thorpe as our special guest today. Dimitri and I have known each other for uh, many, many years, I think four or five years now. We're about five years now. Yeah, five years. Yeah. Yep. We actually met on the job. Dimitri and I worked together on a Microsoft Azure project and a few other yep. projects. And yep. uh, I'm excited to talk a little bit about those experiences today for Larry's benefit as well. And before we jump in, just so our listeners get to know you a little bit about Dimitri, if you wouldn't mind, just share a little bit about your background. You've been in IT now for just over 20 years, actually, right? So yep. Yep. Uh, take us back a little bit about how you got into IT, actually, and also why you wanted to get into IT. You could have got into to any kind of field. So why why information technology? Yeah. Um, so I grew up in Philadelphia. I went into the Marine Corps and spent 12 years in the Marine Corps. Um, and I was in an 0321, so reconnaissance. Um, decided to get out after 12 years. And so the one thing that I really loved in high school um, and was very good at was computers. Mm-hmm. So, you know, back then, I think my first computer was a Tandy 1000. Um, and so I think I had four megs of RAM and it was, you know, the best machine in, in the world. And so um, I used to love to make simple programs with basic um, and kind of make video games. And so that was kind of my, my thing. I was a video game, game junkie growing up as a kid. Nice. Um, and so after the Marine Corps, um, I got out and so, you know, started the job search and um, looking at what was, you know, kind of available because I had the world open to me and I was like, I can do whatever I want to. Um, and I came out at the right time. I came out at the dot-com boom. And so I'm like, okay, wow, computers are really taking off. Great. So I um, applied to several places. My first job was with Sony. Um, and I was on the Sony team in the East Coast, um, which was a, only a, a very small team at the time. And my job was to repair Sony laptops and um, desktops. Okay. Um, and so... They sent me to training, did that. I got my A plus, I believe at that time, I think it was the A plus, um, started, you know, building computers and that was awesome. I was, I was excited. I was happy um, and kind of worked my way up from there. Um, So was able to then kind of transition to um, Comcast. um, And it was a, it was a perfect time, like I said, because at Comcast, they just started a program um, because at that time they were using Windows 3.1, I want to say. Um, and so they really want to make a push um, for everybody to learn Microsoft because that's the way they were headed. They had a program that for every certification test that you passed, they would give you $1,500. Um, and so, you know, it was, I think we were at, probably had a team of like 20, um, but there's this, me and this one other guy, um, kind of looked at each other and we we were really hungry at that time. And so <laughs> we were like, did they say $1,500 for every <laughs> test? Not certification, but you right. know, like, like the MCSC, which is six tests, but every test and you know, the proctor was like, yeah, every test is gonna give you $1,500. And we were just like, bet. And so we were taking tests like every week, every two weeks, you know, we were taking a test. Went pass or fail, we were like taking right. tests. Now, uh, can, I, can, I ask, can I ask you a question? I've always yeah. found when, when I've been studying for the Microsoft tests, or really any certification exam, the process of studying for it has been so beneficial 
the exam is almost just like something nice to have, but like the, the like learning and growing through that has been some of the richest growth of my career. You know, the studying process is incredible, right? And you learn so much because kind of the way the exams are written, like it's either this way or this way. And if you answer it wrong, that tells me, oh, I'm never supposed to deploy it that way. I'm supposed to do it this way. Right. And and it's it's an invaluable thing, right? So my question to you is, you know, and this is for Larry's benefit, have you personally found that the certifications themselves have helped your career? Or have you found that the, the learning and studying process has been more beneficial as you look back over 20 years? I, I would say it's, it's a, a little bit of both. For, for me, the certification test, um, so you have your, your kind of your self-study practice exams. Um, and I look at that as kind of repetition. You, you get the questions and you just go over the questions and you, you know, get them right or wrong. Mm-hmm. And then you focus on the things that are wrong. And so you keep taking these tests and you kind of put it in your head. It's like, you know, learning anything else. You, the more you do it, the more that it sticks in your head. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you really, for me, it helps me with the terminology. It helps me with, with commands. I'm like, okay, I've seen this command. I, you know, you memorize it. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, there's also nothing more important than a lab. So, you know, I try to always set up a lab to where I can practice it. I'm like, okay, yeah. what's this command? What's this command? Let me try this command. Does it work? Oh, okay. Yeah, it, it does it, you know? Yeah. Um, and the thing with Microsoft, there's probably three or four ways to do the same thing, mm-hmm. which is, you know, kind of funny is, you know, there's, you can do the same thing three or four different ways, um, which, you know, makes it a little bit difficult, but I think it makes you, the, the good thing about certification exam, it gives you all the examples of the way that you can do it. And so you can pick out which, you know, kind of which way that you want to go. Right. Um, now you, now you kind of went up through hardware first and uh, yeah. this is kind of a classic debate. Uh, Larry and I have been going back and forth on this for several episodes on the show is, you know, is it, is it really necessary to kind of go up through hardware PC support uh, server networking and then go into security or, you know, can you, can you really get into being a SOC analyst, right? And, and kind of jump ahead and, and go right into it. Or do you really need those kind of fundamental, you know, kind of components? Um, you know, cause, cause Larry, you know, he's super excited about the security side of this. He wants to get in there and hack and, and be an ethical right. hacker, right? Yeah, I don't think that it's important for him to know the, the hardware side of things, you know, really at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say for Larry, the most important thing is to start with networking mm-hmm. um, because that's where, you know, you kind of get into your commands. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and, and so you networking is where the, I think the basis that Larry mm-hmm. needs to understand. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, you know, if you look at it, it's the classic bad guy, good guy, you know, the hackers, you know, want to get in to your computer or to your network to, mm-hmm. to, to get information or to just to screw around. And so, you know, you, you have to know how they're getting in, you yeah. know, you have to know what holes they're getting in on. Yeah. And then you have to know, okay, I have to block them. And then it's like a chess game from there, mm-hmm. you know, because yeah. just because you block this doesn't, you know, so it's, it's really a chess game. And I, you know, I believe that, you know, really good hackers enjoy a challenge. Like oh, they, yeah. <laughs> they, you know, it's the, it is the chase, you know, it's oh, like, yeah. okay, oh, he blocked this. Okay. Right. Let me see oh, what Larry yeah. can do now. You know, I'm going this yeah. way, you know, and it's a constant, it's yeah. a constant game. And I think it's a game of respect, you know, it is, it is, you know, and, and you really can't sleep, right? Because I noticed uh, just this morning, 
there's a Palo Alto vulnerability that if, that if you have SAML turned on on the internet facing side of your Palo Alto, uh, right now the U.S. Uh, you know, cybersecurity uh, departments are basically saying that foreign hackers are going to start exploiting that any day now. So you can't rest, you can't sleep. You got to you got to prioritize vulnerability management, right? Because right. Um, they'll just they'll just index everything you have and they'll just wait for that vulnerability to pop and then right. it's a race, it's on, right? Yeah, so I mean, if if you're in their crosshairs, you just can't rest, right? And it, and it's funny, I mean, it's funny, you know, Larry and you know, it's a security. So, you know, I'm an infrastructure guy. So, you know, they're um, security people can can be a pain for us infrastructure <laughs> guys. Um, they can be a real pain and uh, and people that you don't get along with. And the reason I'm saying that is in, in jest, but you know, right. security guys want to turn off everything. Right. You know, by nature, they you know lock this down. You know, and it makes you know the the infrastructure guys hard because we have the complaints from the end users that we right. I can't do this, I can't do this, I can't do this, I can't do this, and right. so they want a little bit laxer security that gives them the power to do the things that they want to do. So it's kind of, yeah. you know, the infrastructure guys go back and forth with the security guys. I'm like, come on, man. You know, yeah. you can't, you know, they're getting pissed and you can't block this. You can't, you know, change this. Yeah. Um, but the, you know, the security guys kind of at a disadvantage to hackers because, you know, it's, it would be, you know, it's like, I, I'm a Marine. So it's not like the personal one-on-one -on -one between, you know, Larry and the hacker, the, the, mm. the, the hacker is really using, everybody in the company especially the weakest people in the company <laughs> you know they're like okay we're not going to go through you we're going to go through the weakest person who's going to click on this stupid link that says you want 10 million dollars for life you know <laughs> and so you know larry's at the disadvantage of everybody in the organization that's right to, you know to have a basic level of security knowledge you know? can, can you ever win in security you know if you're a marine and you're given a mission right and and, and the mission is go take that airfield go secure it you know, go get the hostages, do, do the mission, right? Can you ever really accomplish the mission in information security? No, I, I don't think, I don't think that you can. I mean, there's, it's no way there's so many different applications. There's patches, you know, I mean, there's, you know, it's, it's no way it's ever changing every, every week and every month, there's a new patch, there's a new revision, you know, and I think companies that roll out software and applications you know, and patches do the best that they can right. to, to test it beforehand um, right. and get it to a certain level. But, you know, it's, you know, nothing's ever tested to right. you know, the final degree. So, you now, know, that's, it's impossible. You're a, you're a senior IT leader. You've been, you've been a, a manager, you've been a director. How would you define success if you're given responsibility to manage a team that's responsible for infrastructure and security and keeping it secure what does success look like is it is it never getting hacked or is it is it okay if we're hacked uh we res respond in a methodical you know we've got an incident response plan and we just execute this thing we get them out as quick as possible what does success look like uh, I, I would say it, for me it's a two kind of a two-prong approach i think it depends on what what your organization, what business your organization is. And of course, if you're banking or something like that, you know, you have to have like the highest level of security mm -hmm. um, or, or, you know, kind of personal information. You have, you know, customer information that's, that's very secure. So um, for me, I think it's one, 
then I'll just use Microsoft to, you know, to look at, you know, the dashboard and, and know that I'm in the green, you know, I'm, you know, for the most part, 95%, you know, in the green, mm -hmm. you know, there's a few, you know, things that are in the, you know, in the yellow. Um, I want very few things, you know, you know, very few things in, in, in red. Mm -hmm. um, and if they're in red, I want to know why they're in red. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I think for a manager or a director, it's important to be able to look at reports and to know kind of where you stand. Okay. Um, because if you, if you know where you stand, you, you have a sense of, you know, can something go really south or can something go, you know, really wrong? Um, gotcha, gotcha. And, so, ha so having like measurements and objectives that everybody's yeah. kind of measured to, and it's yeah. like, okay, as long as you're kind of staying green and, and, exactly. and staying exactly. up there, then, okay, exactly. gotcha. And, gotcha. and it, you know, if for, you know, knock on wood, you, you get hacked, you know, it's at least you can, you know, say that, okay, we were, you know, I feel that, you know, my team was taking these steps. Um, but I think you also have to have a, a good plan on what you do if you get, you know, get hacked. Um, and it's just like backups. You have to have these plans and you have to, everybody on the team has to know what to do and, and when to do it. Um, and that's just basic, you know, security things. And that's something that you have to go over every quarter. You know, it's just, you know, you don't have to spend a lot of time on it. It's like, okay, if this happened, what would you do? You know, and you right. kind of ask, make it fun, you know, have a, right. a lunch and learn. Okay, this happened. What do you, you know, who's responsible for this? What are you going to do? What right. are you going to do? You know, and, and make it fun for them, you know, that yeah. they know what to do if something happens, you know, okay, right. we need to, you know, lock down this land, you know, you do this, you know, do we have backups? Okay, who tested backups? Let me see the backup log seat, you know, who signed off on it? You didn't sign off, oh, no one signed off and then in two weeks, okay, well, you know, we're gonna do this, you know, the whole yeah. team gets punished because, you know. Yeah. You, know what I, you know what I love about that? Um, trust but verify. Yeah. Your, your guys are saying, hey, we're getting the backups done, Dimitri, it's getting done. And you're like, okay, show me the lock. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and it's like, I trust you, but show me the lock because yeah. so, so many times, I can't tell you how many times I've, I've, as a consultant, gone in and asked to see the backups. Yeah. And I'd say 30% of the time, the backups are failing and there's been a systemic acceptance of well, we, we have other priorities. It's not, you know, that big of a deal or we can't figure it out. We don't want our management to know that we don't know how to get it fixed. Right. Really, no one really knows how important backups are until you need the backup. Right. And, and when IT can't restore that backup, that's a bad day because you're oh, talking it's a, about it's a horrible day. Yeah. permanent data loss, right? Yeah. That a business it's a can't recover. Day. It's crazy. Yeah. But anyway, so Larry, what, what's top of your mind? What, what are you burning to ask uh, Dimitri here? My teacher just just put us on to something called Field Nation. So actually, I had it's it's kind of like a thing. Like they'll call you if they need you for a couple of hours or something mm -hmm. to work. Mm -hmm. My issue is is that I work during the weekday, so okay. most ninety nine percent of those jobs are during the weekday. Mm -hmm. And then a lot of them are are mainly hardware things, which I don't have the CompTIA um, A plus and stuff. Like yeah, that. the A plus and stuff for the hardware stuff. It's not that I don't understand it or know it. Right. You know what I mean? So in saying that, you know, uh, speaking with my teachers in class, they were like, the best thing is to get out in the field and get some, get some work done so you can right. actually start right. getting the feel for it. So I just kind of wanted to know your perspective on that. I guess my first question would be, or do you, how do you like tinkering? You know, are you a, a tinkerer? Do you like to to take stuff apart and put it together. And, you know, 
if you if you have that personality, then it's really easy, and you would learn it like so so fast. Because, I mean, there's not there's not much to a computer. I mean, you have a motherboard, you have mm-hmm. a processor, you have RAM, you have a video card, you have you know soundboard. Every, pretty much everything is you know kind of in the board now. It's not like it used to be when I first started. You know, you know, about a hundred cards in a computer. Yeah. Now everything's integrated in you know kind of the motherboard, but it's there's there's really only five or six components of any computer now of a, of a modern yeah. computer. Um, I really want to get into to like what you said, some of the networking stuff and just, just get hands on a lot, a lot of that right now, because in class we are, we're an MTA server, server plus. So actually I just built the, uh, a server. Are we going away from uh, just regular servers that people were actually having an office to virtual servers? The industry changes. I'm, I'm going to, you know, throw out a number of, of 10 years. I mean, when I first started, you had an individual server for every application that you had. Like if you, this application is coming out, marketing needs this. Okay, I'm going to order a server, you know, and then they'll turn around and next week, you know, marketing at another application. Okay, I'm ordering a new server. And it was great for IT people like me because one, we loved getting our hands on a, on a, on a new server and you know, ordering a new server and you know buying the latest and greatest. And then it changed from individual servers per application to kind of, okay, we're gonna put multiple applications on a server. And so we were like, okay, you know, and then it changed at some point from to virtual servers, VMware, you know, and we were like, oh, wow, that's changing the world, you know. And then VMware, you know, VMware now to cloud. I think it's, it's always going to change. I think that every company is going to have servers in-house. Um, it it kind of gets back to what you're saying before, Dimitri. If you have that tinker kind of mindset, yeah. then yeah. no matter what happens with the industry, you'll roll with it because you just love learning. You love yeah. the same excitement that you got when you got that new server. Oh, let's check out that new Dell R710. Let's see what it's got. Yeah. You know, oh, this is funky how they did this, right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden with VMware, it's like, oh, that's that's wild. You know, what's yeah. going on there? And then now with, you know, Azure and the cloud, it's like, yeah. if you have that kind of tinker mindset, you'll adapt and you'll overcome, you'll figure stuff out, right? And that's yeah. like... That's probably the the best overall attribute for a technical person to have, right? And then you have like the the management um, side of things where you just need to be, you know, a likable person that gets enough of it and and right. and can rally people around. Dimitri, you're probably one of the few guys I know that is both an extremely competent technical person, but you're also a really good manager that people want to work for. You kind of have both. And that's pretty rare. Usually people are management or they're technical. And what I loved about working with you is like you, you wanted to roll up the sleeve and get in there and get the hands on too. Like, like when you hired us as a consultant, you're like, Joe, I don't want you to just do it. I want to see you do it and I want to get in there and we right. would work together on it. <laughs> right, I want to take and notes, right, exactly. I can't tell you how fun those sessions were. I enjoyed every one of those. It was it was a tremendous amount of fun, you know, and and it's, uh, that makes that makes work easy when you really enjoy what you do, you know, right. when, when you enjoy yeah. that stuff. Um, yeah. And Dimitri, so right now, you're open to opportunities right now. What's that ideal great. kind of position that you're looking for? But yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm always looking for that next opportunity. And, and so I kind of, I, I definitely know what my niche is and, and what I want to do. You know, I think that for me, you know, you always, I've always had a dream um, since I've started, you know, my, my dream job has always been to work for Microsoft. Um, and so for the past 20 years, I've applied to so many jobs at Microsoft and I, and I still do and I still will. Um, I, I don't think that you ever stop chasing that dream, you know, and it hasn't, you know, 
20 years of, of not getting in hasn't really soured me. You know, it's like, okay, you know, I'll, I'll do it. I'll look next week and I'll see what's up there. You know, I've had an interview and came really close. You know, okay. I thought it was really close and, you know, got really far in the interview, but it just didn't, you know, the final didn't work out. But at least I know that, hey, I'm, you know, I, I have the ability to, you know, to at least get that far in the interview process. Um, so you kind of have your dream jobs. Right. Um, that you that you always dream about. And I think that every IT person should think about that. It's like, okay, what companies, you know, what organization, it doesn't have to be, what organization do you want to work for? Um, so, you know, I've always wanted to work for Microsoft, but I, I really I really have a heart for nonprofits as, as well. So I've been able to travel the world and go to a lot of third world countries um, that some of the basic things that we take for granted here in America, as far as, you know, computers and, and information, um, they, they really don't have. And so it's nice to be able to share your knowledge and experience with, with them, especially the kids, um, to, you know, give them, you know, a five-year-old laptop that, you know, that you think is super slow, but for them is the, you know, the best thing in, in the world. And that probably reminds you of those days when you got that Tandy, that four megs of RAM, and you got to do that exactly. basic program. Cause you know, if that kid, if they're interested and they have that in them, the sky's the, the limit. Yeah, the sky's I the mean, limit. they could yeah, go anywhere, you know, and exactly. they just need that one little thing, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, so, you know, I, you know, I have a, uh, a dream job of Microsoft, but I also, I'm just open to any opportunity that for me is kind of fulfilling, you know, okay. that I feel that I'm helping somebody. Yeah. That's what kind of motivates me is to help somebody. Um, and so um, it doesn't need to be a corporate job or anything. So I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a beach guy. I'm, I'm pretty open to whatever, whatever yeah. comes my way. <laughs> I, I saw you worked for uh, Habitat for Humanity yeah, uh, for a little bit. Uh, great yeah. organization, right? I, I got a question for Dimitri. So right now, tomorrow actually, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna attempt uh, my test with uh, for the MTA security, and then and then I'm jumping from security to in about another five weeks. I'm gonna go ahead and try to do my uh, I think it's my Texan uh, my testing Linux. I'm not gonna take the server plus yet. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna do those two first, and this is what our teachers are telling us to do those first, and then go back to your MTA server and all that. I just want to get your view on that. Yeah, I, mean, I think I that's a server I first. That, I think. I mean, I think. I think it's a that's a solid solid plan. Um, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I wouldn't have any any problem with what they're what they're telling you. Uh, yeah, I mean, I everything ties into one another you know, okay. in, its, in its own way. So it really doesn't, doesn't matter. I mean, well, I, it does matter with some things on kind of the, the steps that you take or, you know, I, I don't, you can't jump forward and then jump back because I think you can get lost. But I think what they're telling you is, is good enough because with your Linux, you know, you're going to get a strong foundation in your commands, you know, and then, you know, like, that's something great to learn before you really step into networking, you know? Um, so yeah, I think they, I think they're giving you pretty, you know, really good information and, you know, solid information on, on where to, where to start. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would, the one advice I would, one advice I would, I would give to you though, is that, Mm -hmm. um, I've seen lots of people do this is that you can get to a point, um, where you can pass a test 
but you but you still don't feel like you have the grasp of it. Um, and so there's two things you can do. So one is you can take that teacher and be like, okay, look, I'm, I can I can answer this question because I know that know the question and I know the answer, but I just don't, it doesn't click for me. You know, it doesn't click for me. Or two, you know, have a lab, have it yourself and and figure it out. You know, it's like, okay, I, this isn't clicking. Why isn't, why isn't this clicking? You know, why can't, I, under, I, I can answer it, but I don't know, understand quite what it means. I don't understand why it's doing this. And so that's the, that's the, for me, that's the key to an IT person. An IT person not only knows it, but understands why, why this, you know, why this is the way that it is, or this is why you do this, or this is what you, you look for. Um, so there's that book smart person, and then there's this hands-on person. If you can meld them together, that's a perfect IT person right there. That's, yeah, that's what I'm learning to do. <laughs> so do, 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 you, do you feel that the language between the computer language is kind of similar, even though it, I know Linux is, is a, it's a different language than, than uh, Windows. But, yeah. but in general, like, in general, yeah, I mean, up. it's, you know, it's the commands are commands. And, you know, I, I remember going back and a professor told me, you know, um, everything's are ones and zeros. And, and that's still true to today. You don't, you know, you know, you never see ones and zeros and, you know, things anymore because of GUI. Everything's GUI. GUI yeah. Um, but nothing has changed since day one of computers, if you, if you really go back to it. Um, and so, you know, you're going to have root and all, you know, all of that's the same, you know, it's, everything's the, the same, you know, directory structures are the same. I don't care if it's, you know, a Mac or a Windows, you know what I'm saying? It's pretty much the same. It's a different flavor, you know, but it's, it's the same. All right. So, hey, uh, uh, just real quick before we go, Dimitri, because I know we do have, I don't know how many listeners and probably a lot of new listeners, what should be their first step? And getting into the the IT world, what should be their first step that they should look uh, if they're looking for jobs and, and interviewing and the, the do's and don'ts? Um, so I I I will say IT is so big of an umbrella. Um, my my first advice to a new person is to find what in IT you really love. Um, don't necessarily follow the money. Um, and so like when I first, my first thought of IT, um, when I went to college, was I was going to be a programmer, you know, because programmers made a hell of a lot of money. Um, and I went there and I hated it <laughs> and I struggled at it, <laughs> you know, I mean, I could, I could get a C, um, but I mean, I really hated programming. Like I looking at lines of code, you know, and I, you know, I, I hated it. And it drove me absolutely crazy. And I, you know, I could have gotten a degree and got, you know, got by with a C, but I just hated it. And I had a really good mentor um, and, and professor that was like, this isn't for you. He's like, why don't you think about taking some infrastructure networking classes, you know? And I did, and I mean, instantly started getting A's, you know what I'm saying? It's like, okay. I was like, well, how much do they, you know, how much, do, you know, as a young person, like, how much do they make? And you're like, oh, that's good. And, you know, like, okay, I'll do this. And, you know, I have less study time. And, you know, so I was lucky enough to have someone to kind of guide me in the right direction. But find find what you want to do 
in IT, whether it's security, whether it's infrastructure, whether it's programming, whether it's development, you know, find, find what you want to do because it'll make your life and your career much more in, enjoyable. You know, I think that anybody who does something that they really don't like or what the, you know, it, it wears on you. And after time, you know, it just, it's just, it's not going to work. Um, and the second thing that I would say is be willing to take a step back before you take a step forward. So, um, you know, everyone has a desire to, you know, to get a job and to get the maximum amount of money that they can. Um, it's a, it's a natural thing. And, and if the world was like that, everybody would be happy. <laughs> um, but if it's something that you really like and something that you really enjoy, look at the bigger picture and, and be willing to take a step back to say, okay, this may be an entry level job. Um, but I'm with an organization that I think I really like. They're a good organization that will, you know, tell you if it's the right position for you. Um, and yeah, and to be willing to take a step back to, to take a step forward. That's, that's my advice. Got it. Yeah, that's very solid information. Thank you. Well, Dimitri, we've really enjoyed having you on the show. This is really good. We'd love to have you back on as well. Keep us posted Anytime. and everything with uh, oh, yeah. you know, where, where you end up for sure. Anytime. Anytime. Yeah. We'll, I'll, we can do another podcast when I'm in Hawaii. <laughs>